Hey guys, welcome back. The Kurt Schilling Baseball Show is ready to roll. Hey Bill, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Kurt. Up late last night watching ball. Up early this morning watching ball. It's been a good 24 yeah. hours. Great 24 hours for everybody on the planet, but Mets fans. Um, so we're get we did we're down to six. Um, couple couple maybe surprises. Uh, I'm not really stunned by it, but uh, you got what Cuba and Japan are going to play over in Asia. Yep. Uh, the USA gets Venezuela, and uh, Puerto Rico plays Mexico. Those are the final final six. Um, I got to tell you, it, it's there's a lot more excitement around this than I was expecting. I, I don't know if maybe that's just maybe baseball is doing a good job PR, but but people are. I got a couple people that I know that have watched every inning of every game they can watch, and uh, um. I'll tell you, I uh, I remember 2017, and I don't remember it being having this much buzz. So congrats yeah. to, to MLB, yeah, for putting it in this position. But the games have also all been compelling, right? Right. <clears throat> You've gotten uh, well, yeah. And and <clears throat> I'm going to just start where where everybody knows I'm going to start. I said it on the first show, and I would say it forever. Uh, I would never, ever, ever allow a pitcher in my organization to pitch in this thing. Now, there's exceptions to every rule. And Adam Wainwright at 41, Lance Lynn, you know, okay, you know, you're you're you've been around long enough that, you know, go ahead. But last night, the 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 the, the or, or the Dominican Puerto Rico game, uh, which Puerto Rico uh, won, by the way, ups, upsetting Dominican. I'm not sure again. I think in a regular season when everybody's going, I don't think it's even close. I think Dominican rolls over everybody. But Puerto Rico beats them. And uh, it was one of those, wow, what happened kind of things as you're watching the celebration. And out of the celebration, you see Edwin Diaz uh, of the New York Mets on the ground. Uh, apparently, he has a clean rupture tear of his patella tendon and is out for the year. And just like that, the Mets will show up at the Zach Britton tryout. <laughs> uh, and I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's sad. It really is. I, I just, I hate to see stuff like this happen. And this is also a, why if you're a gambler, you can take your long odds uh, pre-spring training, but you're you're making two bets. You're betting on the team that you're betting on being healthy at the end of camp, which never happens. Uh, and then you're betting the odds at the end of camp. And this is why you don't. Uh, Buck will find a way. They'll find somebody. He'll <clears throat> Buck and manage a bullpen. They, that's probably, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm a Mets fan, that's the one thing I think, Bill, that I would be taking a breath on. I mean, you know, you, you saw Gary, I'm sure, one one of the gentlemen who uh, is my boss at, at OutKick, Gary is a huge Mets fan, uh, and I'm sure he took a gulp. But if there's any solace to take, it is the fact that Buck Showalter can manage a bullpen as well as anybody I've ever met. So there is that. Well, the other thing, Kurt, you and I were talking about is this kind of an injury doesn't happen in spring training. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, and, and the, you know, people listening are going to go, oh, of course it could. Well, it, it really couldn't. I mean, you had Jabba Chamberlain who was jumping up and down on the trampoline and blew out, but he's, you know, kind of a box of rock. So that that's a one off. This just doesn't happen. It's just one of those things that that. Again, you're talking about emotions and intensity that aren't normal for March. 
Uh, and you can poop with that all you want and talk about coddle athletes. But the fact of the matter is you have a, a team with a, almost what a $400 million payroll um, that now has lost the game's best closer. Now here's the side note. If I were to ask Theo Epstein, who I still think is the best general manager I, I've ever known or been around. If I were to ask him on day one of spring training, you have to go into the season without a position player, a starting pitcher, or your closer. What would it be? He would pick closer 10 out of 10 times. Because you'll find the sabermetrics guys, and you're already seeing this, they believe you can build a bullpen year to year, which you often can. But they also believe anybody can be a closer. And so they'll take the the you know you got four or five guys to 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 swing the role and plus um i think buck is a guy that used the the new term in the bullpen is stopper um which is a guy you might bring in the seventh inning as as opposed it's like using mariano rivera after the sixth inning before the ninth in the most crucial situation that's what a stopper is supposedly these days um it's going to change some things there's going to be some guys in new york getting an opportunity but if that team was relying on Edwin Diaz guaranteed health for six months to win it all, then they weren't built to win it all. And, and I do believe they are, I think they'll get by it, but it's still a huge, huge blow. It's a huge blow for baseball. This is, this guy is, uh, uh, his, his, the energy and electricity. There was a, a Robbie Nen, San Francisco, Mariano Rivera, New York Yankees kind of vibe when he comes into the game at home in New York. And, and that was kind of fun to watch, but that's, that's too bad. Hopefully he recovers. It's not a small injury. Um, it, it's a, it's a huge injury, but, uh, hopefully we'll see him next year. So there's that. Well, the other game last night, the U S took care of business and yeah. their stars did the work. The greatest player anyone alive will ever see drove in all three runs. Mike Trout, they beat Columbia three, two, um, Trout was three for four, had all three RBIs. Uh, Merrill Kelly gave up, uh, it's Keller, right? Keller? Yeah. Yeah. He gave up two runs in the first three innings uh, after a pretty cool story. Um, he gets called in, and this is on video, by the way. He gets called into the, the manager's office uh, talking about his appearance in spring training, or his, yeah, I think his last appearance in spring training. And and uh, the coach asks him what, uh, how many pitches he threw. And he's like, I don't know. And, and the coach says to him, you know, how many do you think you're going to throw on the 30th? And he's like, well, what's the 30th? And he's like, uh, it's opening day basically acknowledging, Hey, you're going to get the ball opening day. And he was, <laughs> he was noticeably fired up. And I, I thought things like that bring back memories. And I love, I love to see stuff like that, but he threw uh, uh look good. Um, and they, they won trout's five for 12 in the tournament home run, six RBIs. Um, <clears throat> I, I really feel like I, except for Japan, who I think came out playing, Midseason baseball on game one. Uh, the other teams are starting to catch up. I think the hitters are getting, you know, uh, more comfortable. Um, I don't know that it matters if Otani's going to throw 102, but um, I still think Japan's going to end up winning it all. I, I, I just think that their position, their pitching is ridiculous uh, with three guys, starters that are all bona fide number one stuff guys. Um, but You've got uh, USA playing Venezuela on Saturday in the quarterfinals. Puerto Rico playing Mexico. Mexico may be surprising everybody. That's a baseball country. They play baseball 12 months a year. That entire team, for the most part, came into this tournament 
with mid-season footing. Uh, and I think that gives them a huge uh, uh, advantage. Um, a kid who a couple of years ago, we were talking about this earlier, Bill, uh, Randy Arozarena from Tampa, who had the, one of the greatest playoffs in the history of playoffs, rookie as a rookie, but for anybody, um, he's seven for 14 with six extra base hits and nine RBIs. <clears throat> now, none of this for me translates in the sense that, you know, I don't, I don't worry about spring stats uh, at all for my position players. Cause they'll end up being where they are um, pitching wise. Uh, Tajon Walker um, has, has thrown well. Uh, the Philly starter uh, has thrown four innings, given up a hit, punched out eight. So he's clearly feeling good. But again, I worry so, so much about these guys going into the season. Um the pitchers, uh, but it's been, it's been a good, it's been a good run. Uh, Japan, uh, Cuba, I built, I think hands down will be the best game of the, of the world series. There's been some good ones and it might be a stinker, but I think you got two teams that are literally in mid season form uh, and they'll be going up and they will be phenomenal pitching and offensively both teams can flat out hit. So well, the way that Japan is hit in this tournament, they, they've played five games and scored 47 runs. Right, right. And, and I don't know, uh, I think bracket-wise, they might have seen some less than optimal pitching, uh, which won't be the case with Cuba. Um, because I think Cuba, uh, in, uh, using an old term, is in it to win it. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a much bigger deal in Cuba, in the Dominican in Puerto Rico, in Japan, than it is in the United States. No matter, you know, you could argue that all you want, but it's just not the case. Because yeah. we have six months of baseball coming, and I think. But it, it, I'm glad to see the response it's getting. Um, Otani. <laughs> uh, he's hitting 438 with a bomb, eight RBIs, a stolen base. He's thrown, what, uh, he, well, he has 10 punch eight, outs, eight yeah. two-thirds, yeah. Huh. He's given up all of five hits, punched out 10 with a 0.69 whip and a 2.08 ERA. <clears throat> I, I, one of the re, and, and again, another thing we were talking about, I, I'm not really all that concerned about his workload. He's on a different regiment and he's a different cat. I, I mean, he's, you know, the Angels, uh, the, the Yankees would pray and beg to be the Angels in a sense today because the Angels are considering going with a six man to give him uh, five days off and start every sixth day because they have that luxury, apparently, um, which tells me, honestly, Bill, the Angels have to feel pretty good about their pitching, which means that that should be a good team this year if that's the case because they can hit. And um, the fact that that's a consideration, and as it relates to the Yankees, um, they're just, again, with the Rodon injury, they're they're going to be – they're going to be going after it. Apparently, uh, a late word for me that I've heard is that IKF and Volpe both have a chance to break with the with uh, the team opening day. Yeah, I heard Which, that as well. And they're trying IKF in the outfield. Yeah, and it, and and uh, this, uh, which would be that that I mean, I don't know that the Yankees as contenders are ever comfortable bringing a young guy into that spotlight, but that's talking about bringing two of them in. And that would be, I, I don't think they're the favorites to win the AL East anyway, by the way. Um, let's talk quickly, real quick. Uh, and again, 
If I'm a fan, I don't care. Guys that have struggled in the WBC, Devers, uh, uh, Rafael Devers for the Sox, in the buck 25. Manny Machado hitting 235. He does have two bombs, though. Uh, Julio Rodriguez hitting 278. Don't care. You just want those guys to end camp healthy. They're getting good at bats. Uh, the power's there. Those guys, their numbers at the end. For you fantasy guys, that's irrelevant. Do not, do not, do not buy high on a young kid breaking in spring training or sell low on an old guy hitting 100 at the end of camp because opening day, everything changes. So, But do be careful when you draft your fantasy teams and when, you, uh, when you're gambling to, to pay attention to the starting pitchers that were in the WBC. It'd be very interesting and in that, that, that those stats will come out at some point. Yeah, we'll follow up with that later. Yeah, later in the year. Um, don't before we move on from the WBC, you wanted to talk about the 19 year old Canadian pitcher. Yes. Who yes. faced so, the U.S. Yeah. So yeah. Mitch, Mitch Bratt is the kid's name. Yeah. 19 years old, by the way, 19 years old, which kind of is just stunning to me. Uh, Got to start um, against the U.S., which in his career and lifetime, it'll be the greatest lineup he ever faces. Uh, he has good stuff. Uh, he, he had what can only be described as the nightmare of nightmare outings. He got one out in the first, uh, and you could see when the manager came to take him out, he was holding back tears. Um, and you don't blame him. I mean, my God, can you imagine that? I, I can't, I can't imagine at 19 sleeping for a couple or trying to sleep the days leading up to that game, <laughs> knowing the whole world's watching. Um, but it, you know, it's one, I felt horrible for him. I want, I, I think it was a tough situation to put him in. Um, you never know how people are going to react to stuff like that. And that's why um, I, I, I try to pay attention to things like that with young pitchers in camp, because young pitchers in camp don't have a second gear. They're going all out. And this was a, a tough one. Well, well uh, and this kid has a future. Oh yeah. Um, no, he's legit. He was in a ball last year. Yep. Uh, had uh, 80 innings in a ball punched out 99 to a two and a half ERA. Um, so, and, and uh, you know, watching him, he has stuff. Uh, he just needs to be taught and he's with the Rangers. So he's got uh, a Maddox or two on the sideline to teach. So he should be fine. Uh, just got to keep your chin up, but that's a hard one. I, I felt, I felt horrible. there's a couple really good stories. Actually. We, I want to talk about um, uh, the Red Sox real quick. Uh, they signed, uh, a kid out of China, a kid, a Hi. gentleman out of Chinese Taipei, uh, Yu Chang. And, uh, he went off, he was group A MVP. And again, I'm not caught up in the stats, but, uh, he had two bombs, a grand slam went seven for 16. And with the, uh, the middle infield stuff going on in Boston, uh, Trevor story, uh, had, uh, uh, Elbow surgery. He's going to be out four to six months. Uh, uh, Aldoberto Mondesi. Uh, is that the Kansas City Royals, Mondesi? It is. It is yeah, the okay. Kansas City guy. All right. All right. He's recovering from a torn ACL. Won't be ready for the regular season. And Christian Arroyo has moved over to second. Enrique Hernandez has been moved to short former center fielder. Uh, Yu Chang has made a name for himself. So uh, that's kind of cool. He'll come back from, from this thing and, and, and probably be moved up the depth chart. Uh, in a good way. So, but I, 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 I shudder to think uh, that if the Red Sox don't get optimal pitching every day of the season, they're going to be in trouble. Um, this, this is my, my story. This is my favorite one. 
Um, <clears throat> Dominican Republic uh, was beating Nicaragua six to one at top of the ninth. And a young man came out of the pen for Nicaragua, 21 years old, uh, with Juan Soto at the plate, Julio Rodriguez on deck, and Manny Machado in the hole. <laughs> oh, and Rafael Devers was, was hitting fourth that inning. Um, he ends up punching out uh, Soto, leading off the inning. Uh, punches out Rodriguez on a, on a, uh, cha- a nasty changeup. Uh, Machado doubles. He gets Devers to a 3-1 count uh, and then punches him out swinging to punch out the side. Detroit scout, hey, I'm going to read from Detroit scout, uh, uh, Tiger scout, Luis Molina is a coach on the Nicaraguan team. After the game, the Tigers offer the 21 year old a contract. <laughs> I mean, that is so cool. Uh, especially when you see and read that a lot of these kids and guys were plumbing, were working at a, a hardware store, were, were farming or something like that. Uh, great story out of the Czech Republic. There was a couple great stories. Um, but that that to me is is one of the reasons why for me the WBC is a cool thing because of stuff like that happening. Uh, I hate to, to 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 when it rains it pours or to pile on, um, but the Mets, uh, <laughs> Jose Quintana uh, is going to be out a while, and this is. I would tell you that if 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 you're a fan of a team and a pitcher gets hurt. I would almost rather it be somewhere other than the core. Uh, and by that, I mean, Quintana suffered a stress fracture in his rib. And basically, a stress fracture is something that will show up on a, with, with a heat signature. It's generally not a a, a, um, a clean break or anything like that. And, you know, I could be mislabeling a little bit, but it'll show up as a stress fracture. It's like a heat signature on a – it's very painful. Um, he has a stress fracture in his rib. And then, uh, which wasn't the big deal, uh, when it turns out, because as they, they, I guess they did an MRI and a couple other things, they found a lesion in his lungs near the fracture. Fortunately, it was benign, um, but recovery is going to be extended and lengthy. And they're saying he'll be out until at least July. God, that would be, to me, that would be all things happen perfectly. Best case possible ever would be July. You're looking, I think you're, if he's back for a September call-up, I would feel very good if I was a Mets fan. Uh, but that leaves the Mets rotation with, with uh, Verlander, Scherzer, Kodai, Singa, Carrasco, and Peterson as the guys uh, fighting for, for the back end of those spots. Obviously, hey, <laughs> I think the top three, uh, this Singa kid's going to be something. I think Verlander, Scherzer, Singa, there's going to be kind of a uh, – it's funny when you talk to hitters, they'll know if Verlander's starting on Friday, the guys know on Monday they're facing him. Same thing with Scherzer. Um, they still got a chance, but that, that, you know, the Quintana injury obviously doesn't help in the, in the DS stuff is just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that, that, that uh, I think is tragic in every possible way and not good for the games. We're going to close out with, as we have a couple different times uh, and started and recently, and as well, um, you can go to outkick.com. Or you can find Bill on Twitter or, or me on Twitter, as I'll forward them to Bill, and ask questions. Uh, Bill, we got a couple questions to close out the show? Sure. Uh, let's start with C. Lee. He said, when you're evalu- evaluating the pitcher, what aspects of his delivery do you look at to determine 
if he has good or bad mechanics? <clears throat> a couple things. Good question, by the way. Uh, first, for, for me, the first thing is tempo. How quickly uh, a guy's delivery takes. Mine was very slow and 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 repeat, easily rep, uh, repeated. I look for uh, simplicity of movement, uh, tempo, and effort level. I want, as a pitcher, you want to be able to repeat your mechanics, and so it's all it's very much simple math. If if I move slowly, I have much less chance of creating a mistake, and I have a much less chance of changing or creating bad momentum. Uh, if, if if my delivery takes 22 different moves, that's going to be a more complicated than a delivery that takes five. And so for me, it was all about from the, from the windup, um, creating slower tempo and having a very simple, because you got to be able to repeat your delivery number. That's probably the most important thing. And finally, effort level. Um, I always use the analogy, if you look at a, a, a whiteboard and you draw a doorway, stand behind the mound and put that doorway around the pitcher's rubber. There's a tunnel to the plate where all of a pitcher's energy should go. Every it, pitching is is math. It's an everything's a ninety degree angle, right? Uh, and I learned this listening to Greg Maddox and and reading what things he said. Everything's a ninety degree angle. Everything happens on this plane or that plane. So when I step to the side and I bring my leg up and then I go home, everything I want everything to happen inside that doorway. And the reason you know it's not happening is if you just look at uh, the mound as a doorway. From home plate or from behind, when the pitcher ends his delivery, he should still be in the doorway, and that just for a lot of guys it doesn't happen. You'll see them they'll they'll fall way outside or on either side depending on their hand because of and what that tells you is their momentum and energy is is actually headed in this direction as opposed to this one. It's costing you velocity and it's costing you control, um, and it's also just not healthy for you. Um, you know, you watch, go back and watch, and I know I'm dating myself again. You go back and watch a video of Maddox or watch a video of Clemens or some of the best ever. They're they're literally, they become a ninth fielder the second they let go of the baseball. And that's a, a big thing. Yeah, so so those are things I look for. The other thing that to pay attention, well, you can't really pay attention to it, is is collagen and, and comp body composition. Everybody's different. Collagen is the tissue that that holds your or the fiber that holds your tissue together and all things go with that. But also um, you have your rotator cuff and your labrum. The The rotator cuff used to be the end of, of a career. It's still a very, very significant and serious injury. And generally it's very hard to come back and be the same pitcher. The labrum is much more common uh, and that's created the injuries in the labrum are created by instability. Now there's kind of one cool thing. I learned this when I was 13 years old, Bill, so your, your, your bicep attaches up to your labrum in your shoulder and your labrum is kind of your shock absorber. When your when your uh, shoulder socket moves around in the round in the socket, when your, your humus moves around the socket, the labrum is the thing that buffers it and all the things that go with that. When you have a tear, it gets pinched. Now, what happens is usually when your where your bicep attaches to your labrum, it'll tear off and create instability and you have to go in and have what's called a slab repair. A very small portion of people born are born with, and I can't think of the name of it, but it's called a cat's muscle in slang. And what that means is my bicep, and I found this out of 13 uh, from an x-ray, my bicep comes up to the top and instead of one anchoring to the labrum, my bicep splits in two and anchors twice. So it's, it's a, a, a much more stable environment for the shoulder. Now, the cool thing was... When I was playing, I, I, I remember talking to a doctor about this, and apparently like 17% of people are born with that, 
but somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 or 80% of pitchers in the major league baseball have it. So, uh, and then watch all these parents are going to go out and get their kids MRI and x-rayed and find out if they have it. But, but that was, I thought that was kind of cool, but that's, that's what I look for. And, and, and for what it's worth when you're watching pitchers, uh, pitchers that show up with a, an immediate elbow injury or an elbow problem, 99 times out of a hundred, it's not the, that's not the, the problem starts in the shoulder instability in the shoulder, the instability in the shoulder allows the, the arm to move in unintended ways, which causes the problems with the elbow nerve. So yeah, good question, but, but I, tempo, I like tempo and speed, slow speed, repeatable delivery and effort level. Unbelievable description there, Kurt, that that's all we're going to have time for this week. Okay. Um, really good. Discussion. Oh, I, I do want, I do want to, and yes, the next week we, I will tell you who the best athlete I ever saw on the baseball field was on the next show. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, guys go to outkick.com. Uh, if it's, there should be a link on the top to the Kurt Schilling baseball show, or you can go to over on the top tab to shows, uh, click on shows and it'll show you all the podcasts. There's a bunch of phenomenally good podcasts. Uh, Dan Kakich, the Outkick 360 guys, obviously Clay, uh, uh, Tommy, uh, and you can find the baseball show on there as well. Perfect. Good show, Kurt. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, brother.